0: when we can. Jacob started his journey to his mother's country. His father had said, You're not to marry a Canaanite woman. Go back to your mother's family and find a wife there. May God give you the blessings he promised Abraham. Jacob traveled all day. That night, he slept on the ground using a rock for a pillow. During the night, he dreamed he saw a ladder that went up to heaven. There were angels going up and coming down. He saw the Lord standing above the ladder, saying. I'm the Lord God of Abraham and your father Isaac. I'm giving this land to you and your descendants. All the earth will be blessed because of them. I'm with you and will watch over you as you go. I'll bring you back to this land. Suddenly, Jacob woke up and was afraid. He said, Oh, God is here, and I didn't know it. This is the house of God and the doorway to heaven. He took the rock he had used as a pillow and used it to build an altar. He poured oil on it and called the place Bethel which means the house of God. He said, If God watches over me and provides for me and brings me back to this land, then he'll be my God, and I'll give him a tenth of all he gives to me. Jacob traveled on to the home of his mother's brother. His uncle Laban received him with joy. Now Laban had two daughters. The oldest was Leah, and the youngest was Rachel, who was beautiful. At the end of a month, Laban said to Jacob, Work for me, and I'll give you wages. What's your price? Jacob said, I'll work for you seven years for your younger daughter, Rachel. Laban agreed and said, It's a deal. So Jacob worked for Laban seven years, and it seemed like a few days because of his great love for Rachel. At the end of that time, Laban invited people to a wedding feast. At the appropriate time, he brought his daughter and gave her to Jacob. It wasn't until morning that Jacob realized his uncle had given him Leah, the oldest daughter. He was furious. He went to Laban and said, Why did you deceive me? You know I love Rachel. I served you seven years for her. Laban said, In our country, a younger daughter isn't allowed to marry until the older one is married. But this is what we can do. Fulfill Leah's bridal week, and then I'll give you Rachel, and she can also be your wife. It'll only cost you another seven years of work. So Jacob agreed, and after seven days, he married Rachel as well. Today's story is another doozy. I tell you, these these early Bible folks. <laughs> Laban, Laban, Laban. I tell you, it's kind of crazy what these folks did to one another. Um, I'll comment on that in a in a second, but first I'd like to quote Mr. John Wesley. Christ is the ladder. The foot on earth is his human nature, the top in heaven is his divine nature, or the former is his humiliation, the latter is his the latter meaning later, is his exaltation. All the intercourse between heaven and earth since the fall is by this ladder. Christ is the way. All God's favors come to us and all of our services come to him by Christ. If God dwell with us and we with him, it is by Christ. We have no way of getting to heaven but by this ladder. For the kind offices the angels do to us are all owing to Christ who hath reconciled things on earth and things in heaven. And it's uh, referring to Colossians 1 20. Additionally, let's talk about some of the stuff that happened in the story. Verse 28, 20 to 22 talks about the idea of, a, of giving a tenth. The church word is tithing. Tithing, it's ne- it was never commanded by God. But uh, again, I'm reading here from John MacArthur's study Bible it was obviously already known and voluntarily practiced and served to acknowledge God's providential beneficence in the donor's life. Jacob actually may have been bargaining with God as if to buy his favor rather than purely worshiping God with his gift. And that's referencing verse 20. Let me read that to you. Then Jacob made a vow saying, quote, if God will be with me, and will keep me in this way that I go, and will give me bread to eat and clothing to wear, so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. John MacArthur goes on to say that the word if in verse 20, when you translate from the original text, is probably more appropriately translated to the word since instead of if. And I'll read it that way, actually. So verse 20 again is, then Jacob made a vow saying, since God will be with me, and will keep me in this way that I go, and will give me bread to eat and clothing to wear, so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone, which I have set up for a pillar, shall be God's house, and of all that I give, I will give a full tenth to you. Jacob's vow and offering was a genuine worship based on the confidence in God's promise. That's the whole point. So just FYI, that's that's some verses that may reference tithing, if someone brings that up. Verses 29, 18 to 30, talking about Jacob and Laban's daughters, love and working to provide his service as a dowry combined to make Jacob happily remain during the first seven years in Laban's household, almost as an adopted son rather than a mere employee. But Jacob, the deceiver, referring to verse 27, 1 through 29, Jacob did some shady stuff previously. Jacob was about to be deceived himself. Verse 29, 22 to 25. Local marriage customs, love for Rachel, and more dowry desired by Laban all conspired to give Jacob not only seven more years of labor under Laban, but two wives who were to become caught up in a jealous childbearing competition. So again, I referenced this before. Oh, what a web we weave when first we practice to deceive. And what you put out comes back at you tenfold. I mean, you name it. The key takeaway is to talk about Jesus wherever you go, and I encourage everyone to to tithe. If you are part of a community church, by all means, please tithe however they offer that opportunity, in, in the old traditional basket, online, whatever. If you're not able to be part of a community church, tithe just by being the light. Give to the community. The I like to ride my motorcycle, and I live in an area that has quite a large homeless community, so I like to when I when I go for rides, I like to put these we call them homeless bags. That uh, actually was my son's idea, who came up with when he was I think four years old. He said it'd be a nice idea to help these poor people on the sidewalk. So we made these little bags that have uh, you know some some food, canned meats, crackers, carbs, that sort of thing. There's a little Bible in it. There's some, a pair of socks, some hygiene goods, a toothbrush, toothpaste, some soap, just a bunch of little things that could possibly be helpful. And they all fit in a gallon sized bag and I carry two or three of those in my pack on the bike. So I'm quite often given an opportunity to see a homeless person, share a bag with them, spend a little time with them, pray with them. Spending time with them is actually one of the things they cherish the most. Uh, you may have someone at work. You may find a new colleague or someone that's not connected yet, or they seem to sort of be on their own. Connect with them. Reach out to them. Uh, engage with them. No one no one really wants to be alone. Well, I take that back. I'm an introvert, so there are to- I do like my space at times, <laughs> but I don't like being lonely, and that's a big difference. It's important to have people in my life, people that I can love, and I'm grateful to have those in my life that fit that category. I'll leave you with that today. If you haven't already, I encourage you to heed the Lord's call, turn from your sins, believe the gospel, and receive the gift of salvation that Jesus is offering you right now. If you like what you're hearing, please like and subscribe to the program. And please consider giving us a good review. It really does help. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Grace and Wrath, and on the web at GraceAndWrath.com. Thanks for listening. This is Mark signing off for now. So ride hard, pray often, and talk about Jesus wherever you go.